Hey friend, it's David Nabinsky here in New York City. I'm so excited for this special episode where I wanted to share three new uh, big ideas for you. Some three things that I've learned and that I've seen along the podcasting journey that I wanted to just break down and share and unpack for you. So the first idea, um, this is from a clip from my special interview with Seth Godin about, about things that can help you create a body of work, build relationships and trust, gain enrollment with people that you seek to serve. So in addition to a podcast and a blog, are there other things that you think are valuable in terms of assets that, that gain enrollment, give permission and create possibility and opportunities? Oh, I think there are tons of them. You know, anytime you are organizing, then the people you are organizing need you in the middle of the circle. So organizing a book group, organizing a walking tour of downtown Manhattan, organizing a conference, organizing, make a list. We don't have enough impresarios. We don't have enough people who say, I'm going to go do this. Who's coming with me? And you don't need money to do this. You just need the practice of saying, I'm the one who organizes. Another example I'll give you. Back in the day before the internet, AOL was the internet. And the difference was AOL got paid by its users, so AOL paid its providers, the people who made the stuff. And they had this big convention, and they invited 1,000 of us, the people who made the content, to a convention. And one guy, Tom, said, what an opportunity. He rented a suite in the hotel, and he invited 50 other people who made content for AOL to come without any AOL people there, so we could all talk about what was in our contracts with each other, so that everyone's contract could get better. Right? That's a no-brainer. I ran into Tom a week ago. I mean, we've known each other now for 30 years because he organized something. And he organized something that was mutually beneficial. So you don't have to be a broadcaster to strangers. That would be great. That's why we run the podcasting fellowship. But you do need to be an organizer or something. Got to be an organizer, huh? So what I love about this is that the internet has really created so many opportunities for you to to organize like never before. Like my job searching with friends group, that's been a thrilling community, the one that I'm really grateful for. It all be, just became because of a, a Facebook post and a saying, you know, hey, I'm doing this thing. Does anybody want to be a part of it? And that's been really great. I've met a lot of um, great people from it. We've been able to support each other and do real work together. That's been really great. And also, I think many of the guests that have been on the show are organizers. They're organizers of different communities. They're organizers of different event series, um, dinner series like Chris Shembra. And what, what organizing does is it creates legibility, it creates awareness, and it creates opportunities for people to get to know you better and, um, and also kind of see how you can operate and see how you can lead one of the things to think about when you're organizing, though, is think about where that could potentially lead you to. And what I mean by that is try to think about ways that they are complementary to your like main project or main productive output or the highest paying project that you work on or the thing that's the most important to you. 
as opposed to ancillary projects. And then people are like, oh, that's the that's the person that does this. And you don't necessarily really want to be known for that. So that's something to think about. And, you know, maybe you can organize, think about organizing things that are are more higher ticketed or things that are more valuable or exclusive, um, then no matter what, then that's uh, what people will remember. And that can be really helpful to your uh, portfolio career. Um, So now we're going to go to this next clip. Uh, This clip is from Jillian Richardson. As you may recall, Jillian was a two-time lucky honorary guest of mine. And in the first episode, she was working on her book. The second episode, she had published it a couple of months before. And she talks here about the story behind the book, how she created the book, and how a book is a creation event. Here we go. I would just love to learn, you know, how you got, how you started writing the book, the program you're in, and yeah, that'd be a good way to get started. Yeah. So how I even had the idea to write a book in the first place was I was at a conference called Next Gen Summit, which is a conference for young entrepreneurs. And this guy named Eric Koster gave a talk about what he calls creation events. And he was talking about how a lot of young people, they want to make a big change in their career. They really want to be known for something. They want a really elite job after college, any of those things. And they have no idea how to get there. And that just kind of following the standard path is not enough for you to be really, really known in one specific industry. And so a creation event is you doing something really big in a short amount of time, like six months to a year. And that could be a podcast. It could be a conference. And what he was talking about that day was writing a book. So this talk was essentially him pitching the book writing program that he runs. Uh, And he did a really good job of pitching this program. Uh, And it was especially helpful because this woman, Haley Hoffman Smith, who's Next Gen's community manager, wrote a book through his program uh, called, oh, I might mess it up. I think it's Her Big Idea, but it's about why women only get 1% of venture capital funding. And after she wrote this book, she got an opportunity to start her own venture capital fund. And I'm pretty sure at the time she was 21 years old. So I knew her. I knew how highly she spoke of the program. Otherwise, I would just be like, cool, this is a dude who's trying to sell me a book writing program, but I don't trust him. Um, But I talked to him afterwards, and he actually did a very smart thing at the end of his presentation, which was he just put his Calendly link on the last slide and was like, anyone in this room, if you want to talk to me, you can book a call with me for, I don't know, 20 minutes. And I could, you could live see the times just being taken up by people. So very good presentation move on his part. And I talked to him and said, hey, I really want to be known as an expert in community building. I want this to be my life. I want to be regarded enough so that I can be paid to speak and consult and just do the things that I really think will make an impact. And I'm not sure how to get there. And writing a book seems like the most reasonable thing, especially because I'd already been a professional freelance writer for five years at that point. And so he was like, yeah, come join this program. Fascinating, huh? So 
one thing that's really amazing with this is the story of how she talked about on this clip about a friend that uh, wrote a book. And then also later in the podcast episode, she talked about how she wished that she would have reached out to heroes or experts in her field sooner. Um, And I think that that's also applies to you if you have a podcast or if you have a blog or if you're organizing something or you're a community leader, um, you know, think about ways that, you know, you can make it seem, think about people and projects or organizations that could make your work just a little bit easier. Now, one thing with this creation event is, you know, this is not a get rich quick scheme. Um, This is just a way to prove that you're serious about the work that you're doing, but hard work is definitely going to be required. Um, And then, you know, hard hard work combined with a creation event, um, and then you can create more opportunities, luck, and serendipity for you. And I can't wait for it to see that. Third idea that I wanted to talk about was one email away. I truly believe that a lot of the great projects and things that I've worked on has been because of one email. Um, So when I led an event series here in New York City, it was through an email. Um, I'd been involved in the community, but um, it was an unexpected email and said, uh, you know, are you interested in helping out? And that email did and some of the other emails that have turned into great projects and great work and great relationships, they never really say like home run, you know, the title of the subject of the email never says like home run opportunity, please read and respond. Um, It's never like that. So it's always kind of questionable, unclear, murky, Um, So, you know, you have to trust your intuition, trust your gut. You also need to kind of experiment a little bit um, and have that, like, take that first step. Um, You know, it might come a little bit frustrating of like, where is this going? And but a lot of those good opportunities are because of it's unclear on both sides. And the person that you could be working with, um, they have maybe like a near term problem that they're trying to fix. So, you know, if you can solve that problem for them, it can open up a new opportunity or a bigger opportunity. And also they're probably testing you to some extent too. So that's why I've always been really passionate about empathy emailing and truly believing that people are one email away. Um, It's one reason why I have liked to start to teach people how to effectively email. I think the more and more as we're moving to more remote work, more freelance work, solopreneur work, more creative work. I think email communication and online communication is going to be becoming critical. And these skills are not skills that are are not taught in college for me. Um, and so, but I think there's the opportunity, hopefully with some resources that I've shared or other places to keep on practicing your writing and, um, and to improve it. And I think that it'll open up more opportunities for you when you do that. This is why... You know, I think it's if you see people that you're really inspired by, that you really like, shoot them an email. Tell them that you really appreciate their work, that you really like it. Um, I think that that goes a long way. And sometimes it's hard to see and hard to really feel, but eventually it might just click. 
Um, as I mentioned, some of the great opportunities that I've worked on have always been kind of murky and unclear in the beginning, which has allowed me to really uh, step into those opportunities and really try to uh, immerse myself. Um, like even with this podcast, um, Seth Godin just sent one email about it. It was the first time that the podcasting fellowship existed. Um, it was the summer of 2018 and, you know, it wasn't a, a formal akimbo workshop. It had not been around for a while. There was not an alumni community that I'm grateful to be a part of now. So, um, the same type of thing there. I didn't, it was, a. I I didn't really know what to expect. So then I was nervous and, I think that means that I stretched myself and worked hard because it was brand new and that creates a lot of um, opportunities to learn. And so empathy emailing one email away. I recently revamped my newsletter to try to create ways for third degree connections or friends of friends to uh, meet and to collaborate on projects or opportunities or um, areas of, of interest and need. So if you have any ideas on that, please let me know. But, you know, my newsletter has now been starting to share more of these ideas that people have been expressing um, interest in wanting to connect and collaborate with people. So if you have not subscribed to the newsletter, uh, please go to PortfolioCareerPodcast.com slash one email away. Um, if there's some other ways, we've also had group calls. So I'm excited to do that in 2020 as well. So definitely sign up for the newsletter so you can uh, learn about when we'll have a, um, a group mastermind call. So those are the three big ideas. So that I really think, you know, these are kind of foundational things that could really build your projects, really build your relationships and take your work to the next level. And I'm so excited for, for you in 2020. I'm really optimistic about where we're going to go. I think the opportunities in front of us are so exciting and I can't wait for you to continue to um, build and grow your portfolio career. And please let me know if there's how I can support you in your journey. I'm just one email away. So with that, uh, I want to say thanks again for all of your support, your interest um, on my journey And I can't wait to build and grow our portfolio careers together. Thank you so much. Hey, friend. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. I'm really excited for you to learn from this episode and would love to hear any thoughts from you and continue the conversation where I post this episode on many different social channels. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast for my weekly portfolio career podcast show and really excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.